driving past. Treading water that they drown. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 191 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyDadFF. Normally, we jump right in. We talk a little bit of football. But I got to say, this week has been fantastic. You know, in February, I thought about hanging things up. I was just like, the, my my Twitter account got, you know, deactivated for some reason. It was like, okay, it's time to start fresh. I got to thank you guys. I hit 10K this week. You know, a lot of you guys have been there since day one. You guys have been supportive. I got to thank you guys. And someone that's been supportive since day one that I met him, the man, the myth, the legend, FF Snoog. How you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing good, Dan. I'm excited to jump into a very well-needed wide receiver landscape for both Dynasty and Redraft for everybody listening. Things have gotten really shaky and things have gotten crazy. It seems like no team's number two option is doing good anymore. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins all went to bed and didn't wake up. So we got to figure these things out. We're going to answer your guys' questions. Yeah, we got so many guys asking questions about the wide receiver position. Last week we did the running backs. And I know you and I were talking a little bit backstage. It's like the wide receivers are deep and reliable where these running backs right now it's just like all over the board so i really want to hit on these wide receivers we're going to hit on a bunch of trades we have over 40 questions from the patreon i don't think we'll be hitting them all but we're going to do as the best we can try to crank through these and uh i put a tweet out earlier today just you know rest of season wide receiver rankings looking at some things as far as easiness of schedule you know what we have coming up in the playoffs things like that with the number one spot you know it is a clear no-brainer, it's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill right now has 902 receiving yards. He's on pace for well over 2,200, which would absolutely smash the record. You know, he is a absolute beast right now. He's got a little bit of an ankle injury right now, though, so they're kind of, you know, he hasn't practiced all week. But Tyreek Hill is in that elite league winner wide receiver one status. If you have Tyreek Hill on a dynasty team right now, Snoop, this is the question that I'm getting is they're like, dad, you always say to insulate down, you know, and move those guys up. If I have Tyreek Hill and I'm a contender, there is nobody outside of maybe AJ Brown and Jamar Chase that I'm considering tearing down to. I mean, there's no one I'm moving into that area because those are guys that are tearing down production wise, maybe Diggs, maybe cup. But if I have Tyreek Hill, I'm riding this wave. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's averaging 128 receiving yards per game. He's on pace to absolutely crush the record of 2,000 yards. And I don't think he's stopping anytime soon. I think he's legitimately going to be good till he's like 32, 33 years old, playing at a high level. Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, these guys are just doing it nowadays. It's not like it used to be. Hamstring injuries, they've had all of it, Thielen and Keenan Allen, and they're still crunching. So D-Hop looks great, just in a horrible situation, horrible team. Team's bottom three in targets bottom three in passing volume and in touchdowns from the quarterback. So it's just, he's in the bread and butter situation. So you can't look at the other veteran guys that are struggling because of that. It's not age because D hop would be great if he was on another team. So I'm at the point now where I'm just valuing those elite vets so much higher because I'm not rebuilding anymore. I'm contending in every roster, every league I have for the next few years. So Tyree Kale is my dynasty wide receiver for right now. 
right after J. Jeff Chase and A.J. Brown. Yes, he's over Garrett Wilson and C.U. Lamb. Wide receiver four. That is spicy. And I know that's something you and I have talked a lot about recently is just, you know, we got to play to win now. You know, the the idea is outside of those big three, and I think A.J. Brown's in that area, you can definitely argue if you have C.D. Lamb, you make that move. I mean, if it's all about yep. what you're doing. If you're win now, Tyreek Hill's going to win you that championship. C.D. Lamb's going to kind of keep you competitive, you know. Exactly. And I, I do understand that. I would not make that move personally until we get to, say, week 12, 13, mm-hmm. because the value of trading a C.D. Lamb, a Garrett Wilson straight up for Tyreek Hill, as soon as if, – if Tyreek Hill were to go down to injury – that is a huge loss of value. Yeah. But I do understand what you're saying. And I think a lot of times in Dynasty, people forget it's all about that timing, right? It's like, how long do I hold my first? Because you could have traded your first for, you know, after week three, traded for Devin A. Chain and lost him for multiple weeks. Now he's obviously going to come back. But you can you can make those trades where you lose value. So you want to make sure you keep track of, of your first. You keep those assets like a – a CD lamb in that area. And I, I love that the guy that I would say to go and try to tear up from, from Tyreek Hill, the only guy who's putting up similar type production from weeks three through seven, you know, has been top five every single week. It's AJ Brown. AJ Brown is my wide receiver two rest of schedule. And I caught a lot of flack. People are like, yo, it's gotta be Jamar chase. You know, Jamar chase is coming off the bye. Burrow's going to be right. You know? And I think the question for me right now, Snoog is, it's not a matter of like, I have seven guys who I consider elite league winning wide receiver ones. And it's Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, and Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, and we're going to talk about some of these other tiers and Justin Jefferson would clearly be in there if, if we knew when he was going to come back and exactly what that timetable was. But if, if how far is the gap right now between AJ Brown and Jamar Chase? We talked about AJ Brown being almost in a tier of his own you know, a week or two ago above CD lamb, above Garrett Wilson, above those other guys, above Olave. Now it's like, how close is he to Jamar chase? Does the age bring him down a little bit? Is he still off that? And I still had Jefferson above chase in his own tier, but how close are chase and Brown to you? They're close. Definitely. But for redraft purposes, I just think AJ Brown's on such a tear right now. His last five games. I mean, the lowest he's put up is one twenty seven just a game off from having 130 plus straight yards in five straight games. So this is, a guy, this is a guy that's just unguardable on the field. So if you, if you're playing against AJ Brown and you're the cornerback, just stay at home because he's going to drop 130 piece on your head. So I think he's going to continue this. I think offensive coordinator changes in Philly and just entire offensive scheme changing a lot is what's hurting Devonte Smith rather than the talent. I, I did expect Devonte Smith to be a top 15, top 20 guy again this year. He still could turn it around, but it seems like the new offense is just catered around a lot of A.J. Brown and just mm-hmm. kind of that run-heavy offense like we saw back when he was in Tennessee. So I, I'm I'm nervous for Devontae Smith, but A.J. Brown's a sure thing top four wide receiver this year in redraft, and he's my wide receiver three in Dynasty. I have made the change. He is my wide receiver three as, all, as well. He's the wide receiver three in redraft as we go. I mean, you look at weeks one and two, you know, he had less than – he had 79 yards, 29 yards – Ever since then, he's just exploded 14 targets, 13 targets, 8, 9, 15. Been a wide receiver one every single week during those five and putting up, you know, week winning numbers, which are league winning numbers when you start to look at what the Eagles have in the playoffs. They get Seattle, they get the Giants, and they get the Cardinals 
in weeks 15, 16, and 17. That's one of the juiciest slates there is. So A.J. Brown is elite the rest of the way. Devonta Smith is the question that I'm getting from everybody. It's like, I had a guy message me today. He said, I, I sold Devonta Smith for two seconds. Whoa. Okay. Devonta Smith is still an elite level talent. Dynasty, I've moved him to my wide receiver 13. I think he's 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 a screaming buy for how talented he is. He made some highlight reel catches. He, you know, just missed a couple big plays. Dallas Goddard had another phenomenal week. And I think we're going to see some Devonta Smith weeks. People are going to try to take away A.J. Brown, which is impossible anyways. But I think we see some Devonta Smith weeks. And if A.J. Brown were to go down, you know, someone messaged me today, if, if Tyreek Hill goes down, what is Waddle worth? If, if A.J. Brown goes down, Devonta Smith moves into this elite league winning wide receiver one status for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, like you said, he's one of the more talented wide receivers in the NFL. I still think he's the best number two in the league from like a talent perspective. And we saw it last year, run heavy offense, not even a top 10 passing yard offense. I think Hertz didn't even touch 4k yet. Devonte Smith was still a top eight guy had 1100 close to 1200 receiving yards, almost double digit touchdowns, very close to hundred plus receptions too. So this is a player that, I mean, he won the Heisman at the wide receiver position. He was just an elite prospect coming out of Bama, and he's been elite since he's entered the NFL. So I think he's going to absolutely dominate this week against the Commanders. I think this is his bounce-back week, so make sure you trade mm -hmm. for Devontae Smith before this week, and Rejeff especially, because people are almost giving up on him. Like, mm -hmm. I get DMs you like, for nothing. Rather, yeah, I've been getting DMs like, would you rather like Calvin Ridley and like mm -hmm. Kyron Williams or Devontae yeah. Smith, like these crazy questions, like just take Devontae Smith, trade for talent because it's been six, seven weeks. There is so much left of football to play. Like he could give you five stretches of games where he's dropping mm -hmm. like 20 points per game. So that's what you got to key on, key in on there. And dad, I have a, yeah. I have a kind of like a keep trade cut question for you because I ran polls on this and I didn't like the results. So keep trade cut, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Smith and T Higgins. Okay. I, oh man. I know, I know, I know. I'm looking at it here like rest of the way. I think, I think I would look at him from like, a, I love, I'm buying T Higgins everywhere as well. Mm -hmm. I think I'm buying both of those yeah. guys. I think Ayuk yeah. is appropriately priced. You know, I have him, I have these guys 12, 13, no 11, 12 and 13 in my dynasty rankings yeah. at the moment. So that's a great poll. They're, they're I think that range for me too. Oh man. If I was drafting today, I would still take I would take T Higgins first because he's going to go somewhere else and he has the opportunity to be the alpha and get the, those targets. I think Devonta Smith, if I'm rebuilding would be my, my first choice if I'm going to that area. But yeah. I do think my cut on all of them is Ayuk. You know, like I think, I think Ayuk's fantastic. I really do. But I think out of those three guys, those other two are the names that I want out of that group. And that's a yeah. great question. Cause I think all I have Ayuk as my, you know, wide receiver nine rest of the way, which is considerably higher than the other two, which isn't what you would have thought going into the season. He's the most win now piece out of the three. So, I mean, it, it's, that's a great poll. I like, I love that question. Yeah. And uh, the best thing about it is they're all insane buys in dynasty right now, along with Drake London. We'll get into that later, who, but make sure you guys send out offers who, for those guys. Who won the poll? Ayuk? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Devontae Smith did not do great, which was no. And and this is where you take care of the recency bias. If you can get Devonta Smith and a second for Brandon Ayuk and a third, you smash that. Like you go you through can that, get that for Puka. Yeah, you, you can, can definitely get two seconds for Puka right now. So make sure you do that as well.
My wide receiver four rest of the way. We don't need to talk a lot about four, five, and six. It's it's Diggs, Keenan Allen, and Cooper Cup. All three of these guys, we were screaming. You and I were putting things out daily, like by the veteran wide receivers. Like this is this is your round four for for Diggs and Cup, and your round eight for Keenan Allen. Loaded them up. I have all three of them in Smash, except nine, I believe, with you. Like I, I've just been loading up on these veterans. I'm going the same thing with keep trade cut for you. Redraft, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, and Cooper Cup. Yeah, so I'm actually a little bit higher on Diggs than you. I had Diggs as my two. Okay. I just think he's so safe, and he's, like, guaranteed to get 20 points every week. He's not going to give you those, like, big boom spike weeks. But then he also gives you those, like, random 40-point games where he just absolutely dominates and scores, like, two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I have him in a tier. It's, like, Chase – AJ Brown and Diggs, but so definitely keep Diggs because he's my he's my two. Eight, or Keenan Allen's my five, so I'm gonna have to go with him as my trade. I just think he's super safe as well. Tied to Herbert, that team's been playing from behind a bit, having to try to put together game winning drives, or they're just playing from behind. So Keenan Allen and that passing offense, it's gonna be a top four to five passing offense and in, in yards and total offensive points. So. That's why I'm all in on Keenan Allen, and he's the face of it. No more Mike Williams. Mm -hmm. Quentin Johnson can't figure it out. He can't get out of his own way. And Josh Palmer is kind of slotting him right behind Keenan Allen. So he's definitely that that trade option for me. I think that's my two and five right there. And then Cup six. So you guys got to trade for Cup. He's coming off a six-point week, and people are panicking because people aren't used to Cooper Cup putting up six points. Mm-hmm. They used to 20, and 20, 20, this 30. Was Stafford's, this was Stafford's worst week. You know, I've been yeah. saying that I've been willing to buy in on Matthew Stafford because he's thrown for less than two touchdowns almost in every single game. You know, the touchdowns haven't been there, but the yardage has. The yardage was way down against the Steelers defense that's bottom five against the quarterback. So, I mean, he should have absolutely eaten. Yeah. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is my last guy for those elite Elite league-winning wide receivers, and it's Amon Ross St. Brown. He had 18 targets against the Ravens. You look what he's been able – or 19 targets. I mean, he has every single week, wide receiver 11, wide receiver 34, 12, 15, 1, and 6. This is a guy that still flies under the radar, which he shouldn't. He's in that area where you can get – you can give up Jamar Chase and get Amon Ra in a early 24 first. You can give up A.J. Brown and get Amon Ra in a mid-24 first. And I think the production is going to be about as safe as you can possibly get, right? It's, it doesn't feel quite as sexy, but the safety of Amon Ra St. Brown, kind of like what you said with Stefan Diggs, you know, he did have a wide receiver one week, but he is like that floor of 18 PPR points. You're going to get it every single week. And when he scores and they have a nice stretch down the weeks 14 through 16, it's Chicago, Denver, and Minnesota. Yes. You know, then, he, then he, he gets Dallas for the championship. But those three weeks there, that's going to put you into the championship with Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I love it. He's he's my seven rest of the season in redraft as well. And I feel kind of silly because this was a guy I was – particularly lower on than the consensus. I think you I had him. Say, you hated him. You know, I think you were like, dad, break like, off. I think I had him like nine or 10 and a lot of people had him like six or like five. Mm-hmm. So I was a lot lower on him. I had like Devontae Smith over him and stuff. My theory was just like, all right, you got Gibbs, you got Laporta, you got Jameson Williams coming in. But clearly it didn't matter, even though all these guys are good. Like Laporta's tight end one overall and like mm-hmm. Amon Ross still feasting. So, Amon Ra's role will always be safe in this offense. I was wrong, and I actually adjusted, and I've been getting him in Dynasty a lot more. I, I had zero shares, literally zero shares, and now I have like five. 
So that guy adjusted after like two or three games. I think he had like a 13 point game in like week two and everyone was like, all right, like, Mm -hmm. is this guy the same? Like, What's they do that every him. time because it's yeah. not that he's not that early draft pick. And whenever he has a down game, people are like, oh, here it is. I've been on Amon Ross St. Brown for two years now. And every single time I draft him, every single time I trade for him, people are like, I, the, the decline's coming. It's not. It's not. This yeah. is who he is. You know, a lot like Stefan Diggs where he did not get drafted early. And everybody, whenever Diggs had a bad game, you're like, oh, it's, you know, you should have expected that. It's not happening. Amon Ross St. Brown is a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. You know, he's someone that I have in my, I believe I have him as wide receiver seven right now in a similar area. My next group I have is eight through 12. And you can debate it a little bit. I call it weekly winning wide receiver ones. It's CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Adams, Puka Nakua. And then I was debating at that 12 spot between DJ Moore and Adam Thielen. You know, I went back and forth. Surprise names there. Obviously we did not. Yeah. foresee this happening with Puka Nakua. We didn't see it with Adam Thielen. Uh, the guy I want to talk about first is Devontae Adams. So Devontae Adams, and i got to let you know, I have Jacoby Myers rest of the season, wide receiver 14 and Adams 10. I've been telling everybody to trade Adams for Myers plus. You've been the Adams guy all along, you know, and I love Devontae Adams' talent. I want to put him in that, you know, that elite level league winning but it, it just hasn't been there since week one. You know, he had that, he had a good week one, then it kind of fell off a little bit. Sell me on buying back in on Devontae Adams because I'm seeing people sell him for a late 24 first and the value is just ridiculous. Yeah, I'll take that all day because if you look at his game log, he had 12.6, 20.4, 42.2, 15.5. That, that's great. If that's If a wide receiver gives you those first four weeks, you're like, all right, this guy's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I'm winning weeks. This guy's a top eight, top five wide out. But and then he had eight. Weeks four, five 12. and six, man. You know, but like you look at 45, 69, and then this one, wide receiver 24. Context behind it, though, because Brian Hoyer and Aiden McConnell, like, come on. Agreed. Agreed. When, when Jimmy, so Jimmy Garoppolo there, comes back, this is a buy. Yeah, Kobe Myers, though, is going nowhere. Every yeah. single week, he is there putting up numbers. Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. Oh, by the way, week 15, when the fantasy playoffs start, they get the Chargers. Nobody gives up more fantasy points than the Chargers. The Chargers, like I I put it out there, you want whoever the Chargers are playing. There are three teams in the NFL that allow over 35 fantasy points per game to the wide receivers. That's the Chargers, the Eagles, and the Steelers. The Chargers, that's Adams, Diggs, and Sutton in the playoffs. The Eagles, it's Metcalf, somebody on the Giants in Hollywood. The Steelers, it's Pittman. Chase and Metcalf. So yeah. Metcalf's one on there. Seattle gets a double dip against two of the worst pass defenses in the league. So we'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. Talk to me about Puka Nakua because the the dynasty trades that I'm seeing they're still all over the place, right? Some people don't believe yet, and I just don't understand anybody that's in that train because what we have seen from this guy through seven weeks is the most elite showing of a wide receiver we've ever seen. Like it's above what Jamar Chase did as a rookie. I know you put some stats out there and and some of them are mind blowing in dynasty. What are you doing with Puka Nakua? I I can't advocate selling unless you're moving up to Brown, Chase, Jefferson, maybe lamb. You know, there's not many guys that I can advocate really selling low on Puka Nakua. Yeah, he, he's such a tough person to kind of value in Dynasty because you got to look at like kind of like the Rams' future, and I, I think it's bad. Like I think it's going to get gross. 
We don't know how long Stafford's going to play. Like he's been injured his whole career, the elbow issue, the shoulder, but he looks great right now. So you, you kind of want to look at it like the one to two year window. And he's been so great in redraft. Like he's first in targets, first in reception, second in target share. He's averaging 2.6 plus yards per out run, 2.94 yards per team of pass attempt. Like he's insane. And he's the wide receiver four and he's a fifth round rookie from BYU. So this he's kid's averaging great. <laughs> 12 targets per game Ridiculous. and he's absolute boom weeks, you know, and you gotta, I, I think it's just a scenario where it's like, you got to ride this Puka Nakua train out. If you're rebuilding and you can get, I think you can, as crazy as this sounds, I think you can get Devonta Smith and and a first for like Puka, and then you throw in a, a, a James Conner or another guy that might be a running back down the That's street. That's a good move. You know, like I More think like a two. Right, right, yeah, something yeah. equivalent to a two. But I always say when I'm making those kind of moves, I want to if I'm rebuilding, I want to give him a, you know, I want to give him an Alexander Madison instead of a two. I want to give him a guy that he thinks he's going to get production, who I just want to get off my team. Exactly. Ayuk has been great. CeeDee Lamb, someone that a lot of people have been questioning that I wanted to get your take. You know, there were guys in the Patreon said, what what can we look at from CeeDee Lamb rest of the way? Uh, thoughts on, you know, from, from Dion's Raw, who's in the Patreon, great guy. He was like, what are your thoughts on CeeDee Lamb? What can I do? You know, like there was, there was talk where he was really close as that wide receiver three right behind Jamar Chase. A lot of people now are starting to sour a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys and let's hit on Let's hit on uh, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I mean, if you really look at it for like what it is, he's been bad, but he he's the wide receiver twenty five with the yeah. game miss. So like, he's he's had a couple fifteen plus point games. Like mm-hmm. he he's not playing up to expectations. Uh, it's more the targets. Like he has one target, one game with targets. One over game seven. over. Yeah, that's not C.D. Lamb. Like he's a guy that should be commanding 10 per game so that's a DAC issue that's not a cd issue and if you look at the rest of the way it's nothing but green i mean you know you get philly in 14 miami in 16 detroit in 17 i think if dak prescott they're they're completely tied together right dak's value has been suppressed where a lot of people have him as a qb 18 to 20 and cd lamb has fallen down he's still for me i mean he's still a wide receiver borderline wide receiver too he I have him right now as a wide receiver one rest of schedule Same. because I believe in the talent. talent. But I understand if you're trying to move off of CD Lamb, and if you're doing it, you you better get some elite turnaround. You know, you better get some absolute elite production mm-hmm. and, and move into those areas. Um, I want the next group is real fun for me, and I had DJ Moore in my weekly winning. People were ri- you know ripping me up for DJ Moore, but he's been fantastic. You know, like he has really been someone that you can you can just ride it out with. I, I know when, when we had right now, he's the wide receiver five and you're like, Oh, when fields went down, he wasn't going to be able to do anything. But again, nine targets. He has, he has that one big game, but DJ Moore has been a top 10 wide receiver and I'm still willing to buy on him. Let's move to the rock solid wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. This is guys 13 through 20. I've already discussed Adam Thielen and Jacoby Meyer. They've been so good. Those are the guys that we said in the beginning of the year we were buying for second round picks. That ship has sailed. You know, I think I I made a couple offers here where I offered um, Jonathan Mingo in a 24 second. Like get a guy that you can just unload like a Jake Ferguson, someone that's a little bit younger. Try to pair together to get one of these two guys because these guys are going to be league winners. They're your wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Sometimes you can stack them and just put them on the back end of your roster. 
Yep. The interesting guys I have at 15, 16, and 17, I want to play keep Drake cut with you, and I want you to talk a little bit about each guys because I got Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, who, by the way, has the number one rest of schedule strength across the season, also number one in unrealized air yard, so I'm buying in on Chris Olave right now, and then Nico Collins, who's just been an absolute diamond in the rough this offseason. Yeah, um, Jalen Waddle is a guy that I want to touch a little bit on because he hasn't been living up to the expectations. Like Devontae Smith, you kind of get it. Hurts isn't like a 5,000-yard passer, more run-heavy oriented, but Tua is, and Waddle has been very, very mid this year. Why does he have 34? He's been like a flex, Mm -hmm. like not even like a wide receiver three. He's been like a flex play. That's going to change because he's one of those guys that can give you those big league winning weeks with like a 30, 40 point game where he just rips off like an 80 yard mm-hmm. touchdown. Like we saw a lot of that from him last year. And we also saw a lot of like those 10 to 12 to 14 point floors. So it seems like what we've been seeing from Jalen Waddle is his absolute floor. It seems like he's hitting that like 10 to 14 point yeah. range and then he like will score a touchdown too. So He's a guy that I want to be buying low with along with like Devontae Smith and T. Higgins because you're just chasing the talent on elite offenses. Like the Bengals, the Eagles, the Dolphins are going to both all be like top five, mm-hmm. top eight passing offenses. So that's why I'm buying talent there. Chris Olave, though, this is a guy that has been, just like I said, a little bit better than that. Like he's like a, been like a strong wide receiver too. Like he gives you like those 15, even like somewhat 18, 16 point games. But mm-hmm. then there's like that one in that nine point game. But that's a Derek Carr thing. Like Derek Carr just needs to get this guy the ball. He has had five games with 10 plus targets, like mm-hmm. five games with target share of a ridiculous number. He's going to be that guy. I mean, Kamara came back. He's still got 10 and 15 targets in Jacksonville and Houston. Mm-hmm. So stay on top yeah, of Chris Olave. You take away the two weeks where Derek Carr was nursing the injury and wasn't himself. Yeah, exactly. You know, those were weeks where he had a four yard game and he had a 12 yard game with two receptions. And you're definitely there with Waddle. I'm with you, man. Like, the, the interesting thing with most teams, you look at and you want the cake matchups, right? With yep. the Dolphins, we're in a scenario where I think you want to be able to play Jalen Waddle when it's a tough matchup. They got KC in week nine. Their playoff schedule is brutal. It's the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Ravens. But those are going to be areas where they need to throw. They've yep. been up so big on the New Englands, the, the Denvers, the Giants. You know, like they've been up in games where they're – not needing to pass as much, you know, and Tyreek is just playing at another level. I have to ask you if Tyreek Hill goes down, very similar to what we talked about with AJ Brown. If Tyreek Hill goes down, Jalen Waddle, a top 10 play rest of the way. Yes. Locked and loaded. Yep. Absolutely. And one thing I want to touch base on with Chris Olave, dad, Indy, Chicago, and Minnesota is his next three games with the recent news about him getting arrested for that whole little driving reckless incident now is the time to buy low because he suits up Sunday mm-hmm. the next three weeks. He's going to give us 15 and 20 points per game. I can guarantee that. So make sure you're buying low on him and cars coming off two back-to-back 300 yard games that the shoulder injury is getting a little bit better and he's been feeding Olave. I know they had that little miscommunication where car was freaking out and stuff, but bounce back revenge game for Chris Olave. If he plays in week eight. And the last guy was Nico Collins. We kind of threw out the keep trade cut. I want to play a little bit of more of smash or pass. Random 24 first or Nico Collins. Which which one are you taking? You look at Collins. He's had a wide receiver three week, a wide receiver five week. Right now on the season, he is, I believe, what are we at? 
wide receiver 16. He's got a juicy schedule coming up here. I mean, they have the they have the Colts, they have the Cardinals, they have the Jaguars in the in the early teens. Smash or pass a 24 first for Nico Collins. I'll take the first just because I, I don't think there's a scenario where the Texans aren't like long-term looking to add a, like a stud wide receiver, mm-hmm. like especially with how CJ Stroud's played. Like I think of like a Mecca Ibuka or like Malik neighbors fell to there, like Cleveland Browns first, which is probably going to be like top 15, top 18 ish. Then I think they would take them just to give Stroud more firepower. I don't think he's like a replaceable option, but I, I have him. He's actually not in my top 20 right now. I have him at 21, which is like one off. But that's mm-hmm. just because like Schultz has been cooking. Tank Dow has been out. So like the yep. weapons are going to come in. Dad, Tank's one, a huge one guy. I want to talk to you about Justin Jefferson. Because I have him as my 11. Just because like if for my theory is if you're like at least five and two going into week eight. You you can afford to buy him and like miss mm-hmm. two games, and I think like a lot of people don't even have him in their his top twenty. So like, what's he gonna cost you? Like, does Nico Collins and like our James Conner or Aaron Jones get you Justin Jefferson? If he does, that's it, a top it, three wide receiver from the whatever time. Yeah. Back. Dynasty, no uh, one's selling selling low. In redraft, I think you go and you make a move like that where you offer, yeah. you know, a, a, somebody that's in that wide receiver 13 to 20 range plus yeah. another running back. Because when you play redraft and, and someone's two and five, three and four, you're playing week to week. You know, I put it out there where that's like the percentage of of making the playoffs. And this I I thought was was quite interesting where you look at, you know, if you're seven and oh, you have a 99% chance. If you're six and one, 97. Five and two, 87. Then you go to four and three, it's a 67% chance. Three and four, 39. Two and five, 17. One and six is 6%. 0 and seven is 3%. Those 3% that made the playoffs after being 0 and seven, you guys are ballers, absolute ballers. But it just kind of puts things into perspective of how much you have to play there. In Dynasty, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to go after, you know, Justin Jefferson owner, the guy that most of them are on elite winning teams where I think I said this before I'm trying to package Brandon Ayuk and Cooper cup and just say, you know what? I'll take Justin Jefferson because I'm using that second piece. Or if I can use, you know, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen and something, you know, give them those pieces where they can feel like they go win. Now we're in a, a spot now where after the Vikings have played well, multiple games in a row, he will be back. Right. The idea was before, well, they were, when he went down, they were what? Oh, and four. Oh, and four. Yeah. Now they're, they're three and four. So they're in a spot where, you know, yeah, they've been yeah, three and oh, wow. three and oh without Jefferson. Yeah. He's coming back. <laughs> he's coming back. I believe in, if, in my estimation, it's week 12 and that's an absolute smash by wherever I you can get it. It could him. be sooner though. You know, I, I think let, worst case six. scenario, that's where we're at is yeah. he will be back yeah. 12 through, through 17. That's the home right there, baby. Mm-hmm. That's where you win your league, 12 to, 12 to 17. Another guy, too, I want to ask you about is Mike Evans. Where is Mike Evans in your rankings? I have Mike Evans in this current example at 19. I have Pittman at 18, Mike Evans at 19. Pittman has been great. If you look at what he right now, he's wide receiver 14. And just mm-hmm. now that Gardner Minshew is at the helm, he is getting peppered. I mean, since he's taken over, he's got 26 targets the last three weeks. He is going to be a high-level wide receiver, too, if not back-end wide receiver one rest of the way. And I'm still being able to buy him for a, a 24 first. And, 
you know, I, I think that's an absolute steal. Mike Evans, wide receiver 17. Gonna have some ups and down weeks. We know that. You know, you look where he has he, but he always has that that game in the playoffs where he wins it for you. He's got Jacksonville in week 16, and he's got Green Bay in week 15. I think Mike Evans is one of the ultimate dynasty buy lows that I think you can get him for a second round plus. Just like we talked about with Thielen and Myers, and we're going to talk about with Christian Kirk, is like these guys don't cost firsts anymore. Go out there and buy Mike Evans for the stretch run. If you have Chris Godwin, I will almost go Evans plus anything and move that way because Evans is going to win it for you. Godwin's just going to keep you nice and flat. Yeah, and one guy that I would add into this group, perfect, Evans Pittman right there at the end, 18-19. I actually have Evans 13. I have him wicked high because I just think he has I, insane. I did have him up that high. I was playing yeah. around with him. I kept going uh, back I'm and forth. I'm fine with dropping him. I think it's like fluid between 13 and like 18 for me. But mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson's a guy that I'm adding. He's he's actually. I, yes. I had him at 20. I had him I at 20 think, and I ripped a new one. People are like, yeah. if you watch the tape. He's unbelievable. It's just that. The last game, he was just on the verge of breaking some. Zach Wilson's looked a little bit better. They got the Chargers coming up. They got the Giants in week eight. They got the Chargers in week nine. You know, you look at the fantasy playoffs, they get Miami and Washington. I think Garrett Wilson is going to surprise some people. And in Dynasty, people are selling lower than they should be. In redraft, they're selling lower than they should be. I'm I'm glad you said that. My next group I have is the huge upside wide receiver twos. These are guys that have game-winning potential, but have had quarterbacks that have an up-and-down play. I got T. Higgins in there, Devonta Smith, Jordan Addison, who just balled out, but we do know Justin Jefferson's coming back. I got D.K. Metcalf, as I alluded to, has the easiest fantasy playoff schedule, period. Take that for whatever you want with Jackson Smith and Jigba and you know, and, and um, Tyler Lockett as well. I have Zay Flowers in there because the man has been peppered. Zay Flowers is what we want Garrett Wilson to be, like in an offense where he just gets absolutely peppered. I have Christian Kirk in here because Christian Kirk is what we wanted Calvin Ridley to be. Christian Kirk is rock solid. George Pickens, Drake London, and Josh Downs. Josh Downs is the wide receiver 26 right now and has back-to-back-to-back 15-point performances. You were huge on him in rookie drafts. You and I were stealing them everywhere in that mid to late second round. So out of this group, you know, 21 to 29, and you could throw Marquise Hollywood Brown in there because yeah, Kyler Murray. Gonna say. Yeah. I, I had him That's at 30. Throw you throw, these are the guys that are going to be like, dude, this is who you can buy low in redraft. This is who you, in dynasty you want to build your team around because this is that young, youthful core that has been popping off. Yeah, I think in both dynasty and redraft, Smitty, T. Higgins, and Marquise Brown are my three biggest buys out of this mm-hmm. group because all of them have elite quarterback play. Kyla Murray's coming back, and we saw what Kyla Murray and Marquise Brown did last year when Marquise Brown just joined the Cardinals. He's been on that team for almost two years now. He just joined them, and he was yeah. a top five wide receiver and before he broke his foot. So when Kyler's due back, Kyler's due back for potentially week 12, week He's 13 practiced. is Pittsburgh. Week 14 is a bye. Week 15 is San Francisco, Chicago, Philadelphia. They are all bottom five against the pass. This he is like a full today. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think they I get think him he, back. I think he's gonna play be, be, like before week 10. I think I would, 10 or nine. 
that brings us to an interesting situation where people are talking to me all over the place, right? You know that I was leading that charge for rebuild saying, get Kyler Murray. He's the cheat code. I was getting him in that third round. I was trading for him everywhere. If you're on a rebuilding team and he comes back, I think now's the time where you let Kyler Murray play two games and then you, you target the Anthony Richardson. You, you know, you have to try to shave those points. You have to do it. You have to take the guys that aren't scoring points. And I think, Marquise Hollywood Brown right now is the wide receiver 22 with Josh Dobbs. When Kyler Murray's in there, this could be a guy that is a wide receiver one down the stretch. I love that a lot. George Pickens has come around where Kenny Pickett is targeting him big time. I think Deontay Johnson coming back has made Pickens better. It's given him more opportunities, and he is going to, I believe, be very big down the stretch. We all knew about those guys. Josh Downs and Drake London also both are starting to starting to pop off. And I, I'm excited to see what those guys can do because those are those guys where most of this list were the guys that I said were, these are the people that I'm drafting. These are the people that we're investing in and rebuilds. These are the guys that are going to ascend in value. You know, I put that buy, buy low dynasty list. All of these guys were on there. Every single one of them has increased in value. Let's move down to the Weekly, what I call the weekly plug and play wide receiver two flex area. This is a this is kind of gets interesting, you know, between that and then the from 31 to 45, there's not a huge difference. Let's start talking about some of these guys. I have Cortland Sutton as my 31 and Jerry Judy as my 47 rest of the way. You can't argue with what Cortland Sutton has done. He's the wide receiver 21 at this point. I do think the Broncos are starting to play better after winning their last two. Am I crazy to have Cortland Sutton above Jerry Judy for the first time ever? Not in Dynasty, but for the rest of the season. Not crazy at all. I'm with you there for sure. Sutton's been just playing great, and I think Jerry Judy's going to get traded. I would love that. So I I like that for Sutton. Good, Good spot for him. I would love that. I mean, that was the uh, the biggest question from the Patreon. Everyone's saying, you know, what about Jerry Judy? What if he gets traded? What's that going to look like? I mean, I know I saw Deion's Raw put in there. We I saw Rumpy put in there. They're just like, hey, what do we do in that scenario? Like, who's the guy? I would love to see him in Carolina, get Bryce Young a legit, you know, second option there with, with Adam Thielen. Um, there were a couple questions that we had. That, that went with that. It's like someone, Scarface asked us, rest of the season, Gabe Davis or Jerry Judy? Gabe Davis. He's putting up points. The last two weeks have been bad Judy's for Gabe Davis. Bad. Judy's right. got to leave. Go to a new team. Gabe was trying to make me look bad. I was calling him big game Gabe everywhere. Last two weeks, one catch in each week, under 10 yeah, yards. He <laughs> He's ready for a boom here against us. Uh, Scarface also is asking Terry McLaurin or Tyler Lockett. Terry. Terry's a guy that I think I would have Terry over Sutton as like my 21, 22 ish spot. Cause I'm, I'm wicked high on Terry. And I think for a while there was a lot of Jahan Dotson believers, but I was never a big Jahan Dotson guy. I always thought Terry was miles better. And I think Sam Howell has kind of proven to us that it's the Terry McLaurin show and then some. Right, mm-hmm. like it, it's gonna be Terry. He's the wide receiver one, and he's gonna give you fifteen to fourteen points per week. So, right, he's a guy that's a great buy and, and redraft if you're looking for like a wide receiver two or a flex spot for you. I want to talk a little bit about some of these rookie wide receivers. So, this is something. I mean, Downs has popped. You know, Flowers has popped. Addison has popped. Smith and Jigba had his breakout game. You know, we know in Seattle 
It looks like if someone misses, kind of like what we talked about before, the other two are going to be much better. I want to talk about some of these other rookies, and I want to get your opinion because they were the second-round rookie pick guys, and we want to know when is the time to sell, when is the time to buy for guys like Rashi Rice, who has had back-to-back-to-back you know, double-digit fantasy performances, and and Tank Dell, who looked really good for two weeks and then got injured, and then he's kind of fallen off here a little bit, but I think he's going to bounce back. And on the flip side, people are saying, what do we do with Quentin Johnston? Like, Quentin Johnston is now in rare air where 70 yards through seven weeks in an elite-level offense where Josh Palmer has stepped in there. So how do you go about that with that rookie year, right? You and I trust the process that you we have – for rookie evaluations, but how long does that go, right? Like how long is it where, you know, I can't, I put Josh Downs above Quentin Johnston in my dynasty ranks. I know that sounds crazy six months ago, but at this point it's like he's putting up the numbers and Johnston isn't. I haven't moved Rice above or, or, or Tank Dell, but they're in that similar type area. So talk to me about that process. Yeah, I try to stay as true to my rankings as I can with with context behind it. Like obviously, just not having Puka as the wide receiver one right now is just ridiculous. So it's like you have yeah. no choice but to do that. But I'm at the point now where I, I think I'm still standing strong on JSN as my two just because of the level of talent and the player mm-hmm. and what he was doing in training camp. We saw the plays he was making. The talent's there. It's the situation, the opportunity. It will come. We've seen so many very talented wide receivers come out and put up like 600, 700, 500, just flop their rookie years, mm-hmm. year two, year three, big breakouts. And then like things change quick. Like people were trying to say Jahan Dotson was like a top four wide out in the rookie class last year when he was scoring a touchdown and that was it. Like, yeah, it's just reactionary. That's how the dynasty community is. But I'm almost like at this point, like look at what Jordan Addison's doing. It's like, yeah, Justin Jefferson's coming back, but they're still on a top five passing offense. Kirk is going to throw for 4,800 passing yards, and Addison's going to – Addison's been putting up like – yeah, he's been scoring six touchdowns, so it's been ridiculous touchdown efficiency. But mm-hmm. it's just interesting because he he's talented. We all knew he was. I, I comped him to like a Deontay Johnson coming out, great route runner, very sound player, and, and he's showing us exactly that. Like his game's translating mm-hmm. – He's been a great deep threat downfield, building that chemistry with Kirk. And he was the number three option, still doing mm-hmm. it behind Jefferson and, and Hawk. So I think Addison gives you an area here where if you're winning, if you're win now, I would pay JSN in a second to get Addison. If I'm rebuilding, I would do it the other way. I would I would definitely move to JSN because yeah. I don't think unless DK Metcalf goes down and Lockett goes down, that we're going to see a huge breakout from, from Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yep. We're seeing it from Addison. We're seeing it from Flowers. And Flowers I'm okay, nasty. I'm, a, I'm okay moving him into those those kind of areas and moving around. Um, and I thought that was a great question from from Nittany Lions in the in the Patreon. Just, you know, Quentin Johnston, someone where I'm telling everybody, like, dude, you can't just trade him for a 25-second. Buy like, it's just, for that. It's bad. Buy him for two seconds. It's bad principle. I think you can get him for one. I'm not even going to lie. One and another one. What I would do is if you are going to try to sell Quentin Johnston, now is not the time, but if you are trying to do that, you use him as an a vessel to tear up, right? Like you use him for, I don't, you, you add, it's kind of a weird scenario. You add Nico Collins and Quentin Johnston to move up to 
eh, you're not going to get Olave. Who are you going to get? You know, maybe Devonta Smith or something like that. Yeah. You just use them in that area where you're doing a two for one, where you're you're moving yourself and you're not elite, deleting your value. Because if you if you drafted him at 107 and you trade him for a 24 second and a 25 second, you're you're instantly losing. You know, and I I know a lot of people are like, when's that time to get out? You know, and it's like with a guy that is that young and that elite skill set wise, I don't think you I don't think you need to do it. The value is going to dip. And- but we're going to see some opportunities. I mean, if you see, I, I have right now, Josh Palmer is my wide receiver 39 rest of the way in that same area as DeAndre Hopkins because this offense is so good. When Quentin Johnston puts it together, I think he'll be all right. And the thing is, too, Dad, that you highlighted is you're not, there's zero chance you're getting a first-round wide receiver that was considered an elite prospect, especially to a lot of the analytical-driven now analysts in our, in our space in the second round, like it's just not going to happen. Like a first round wide receiver is always going to be a first round Mm -hmm. rookie pick unless it's like an insanely deep class, like 2021 or 2020 when you had like Ayuk fall in and like Waddle, maybe Smitty like Mm -hmm. that. It's just not going to happen though. Let's talk about some moves here. I mean, I I have a couple trades that people were sending me about Quentin Johnston. Uh, One of them is the guy's rebuilding and he he got offered uh, Quentin Johnston from Matthew Stafford. Give me Give me Quentin Johnson. If I'm rebuilding, I'm taking that upside chance all day. Quentin Johnston or Jacoby Myers? Don't Am you I do contending? It. Don't you do it? You're like the rebuilding. It does. I don't think it matters because Jacoby Myers is 26. He's just been so good. If it's yeah, Adam Thielen, he's Mitt Thiel- McDaniel. And- I think you could give Adam Thielen and get Quentin Johnson, and that both parties end up leaving happy the ones trying to win the others trying to rebuild you know i, I think those are that just bite you in the ass though like <laughs> at some point you're down the road and quentin johnson's a wide receiver one and you're like oh yeah but if he gets you that championship I'm hey, just let's just roll done with, with those type of receivers like no, Traylon burks quentin johnson yep. i'm just so sick of them and like i John never Dodson, liked we always want to build them but I that's never the thing liked them and now in- i like driven myself towards quentin johnson just with all the upside and i'm like why i old me would have taken Addison and flowers. But if like, you, if you look at, and this is the way is that right. I've really made my bread and butter over the years is the insulated trades by targeting the guys that are going to pop off. And if you looked at it from the, the tweet that was out there, it was by, you know, it was by these rookies, Addison flowers, you know, it was buying Drake London. It was moving down to those guys that have all been popping off. I missed with Jerry Judy, but I'm not, I'm not getting off of there. And you just got to trust your gut and you got to roll with it. Enough about that. Let's talk about some veterans here that I wrote down have dicey quarterback play or inconsistent play. Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, and Tyler Lockett. Rest of season, who do you want out of those three and why? And the other question I keep getting is, could we see DeAndre Hopkins get traded to a contender and change his season all around? D-Hop Lockett, who is the third? Calvin Ridley. No one wants to talk about Calvin Ridley. Give me Calvin Ridley out of those guys. I just think like he still looks unbelievable. Like the talent's there. Like in that Bills game, he's just always getting open. He's separating like crazy. How is he playing so bad? He's wide receiver 39. I I really just I watch so much Jaguars. I watch like all their tape just for Travis Etienne purposes. But I, I think it's a Trevor Lawrence issue. I don't think it's a Calvin Ridley issue. I think if you look at their two best players and you look at 
who their best players have been even last year, it's always the slot receivers. Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. Calvin Ridley is their guy that he's almost like he's their decoy. He's out there getting the number one corner. They're moving him around. That corner's following him. Like we saw that in the Bills game. We also saw a game on the line. Trevor Lawrence dropped back two, three, literally took three steps. Boom, launched it. Calvin Ridley in that one-on-one situation. Boom, iced the game. That's what you want to see. They're building that chemistry together. We've seen it in glimpse, but we haven't seen it all put together. Believe it or not, I, I do think that Calvin Ridley can end up being a league winner, but I do think Christian Kirk was the better value and the right player to draft instead of Calvin Ridley. Just obviously what with what we'd seen, but I do think there's a scenario where both of them start eating and Calvin Ridley just needs to get the, the volume up, not the touchdown volume, the volume and targets and needs to be a six to seven reception guy. Do you know how many hate emails and DMs I got after going on football? I, I went on football guys and said, I am selling Calvin Ridley for Christian Kirk all over the place. Just do it. You know, yeah. he's two years younger and week one rolled around and, and Calvin Ridley went ham. And then everybody just, just piled on. They're like, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is a first look quarterback. His first look is who he peppers yep. all the time. That's why he doesn't throw and the now it's Christian. Now it's Christian Kirk. Exactly. It, it was Ridley for a week. TV every Sunday. I know. I know. I wish he did a little bit more of that. Um, in this area, I mean, I, I've been very happy. Deont- Deontay Johnson looked good coming back. And I think he's going to be, it, at least in a full PPR, a, a nice addition down the stretch. Ooh, you know, Michael Tom. Michael Thomas has played well. Um, Christian Watson has struggled in Romeo Dobbs. If you had to pick one of those guys the rest of the way, I mean, this is a tough scenario. I know you hate Christian Watson. Dobbs hasn't been that great. Reed mixes in there. You know, it's like, what are the Packers going to do next year? Are they going to be drafting another wide receiver? Are they going to roll with these three guys? I mean, this is a, a dynasty for me. Just avoid. I'm not trying to lo- add any of these Packers. I think Christian Watson has more upside, but I do honestly think Dubs is like a more talented, like ver- I think he's like a more polished receiver, but I think Watson's a bigger playmaker. But I-, I said it in the preseason and I stand by it. Watson was a product of Aaron Rodgers. We saw that exactly. Touchdown efficient, got no target volume, big play potential, but rest Rodgers of season, gone, guys. Green Bay has the second easiest schedule yeah. rest of season. I just I just don't love him. The Saints have the number one rest of the schedule. Your boy, Mike Evans, and the and the Buccaneers have the third easiest wide receiver schedule the rest of the way. Keenan Allen and the Chargers are number four. And DK Metcalf and the Seahawks are number five. Again, I'm going to say it again. The Seahawks have the number one playoff schedule and number five rest of the way. It should be smooth sailing, but Geno Smith looks like two different players. Geno Smith with a clean pocket like last year is a quarterback one. Geno Smith with pressure, I don't even know. He, he's borderline Zach Wilson-ish. Like, that's what I'm seeing. He He's caving in. He's taking sacks. And I'm just like, they need to protect him. They need to put that in there because this offense yeah. should be electric down the way. Yeah, I think they should have a, yeah. a monster second half of the year. I know you had some questions here. Let's start hitting on some some keep trade cuts, some guys that smash or pass. Let's hit on some wide receivers. Yeah, first off, a guy that was kind of left out that I, I think you meant to put him in is Debo Samuel. Where do you kind of rank him? Because he's a guy I, that I, I think has as good of a chance as anybody else to score when he's on the football field. 
can kind of put up a big game. So, so I have him at 32 only because he's on IR right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's going to be out at least the next Everybody. two to three weeks. Uh, you look at what he's been able to do. I mean, he's wide receiver 42, but weeks two and three were wide receiver 12 and we had wide receiver nine. Yeah. And again, you look at his schedule and it gets juicy. Seattle, Philadelphia, Seattle again, Arizona, Washington in the championship week there. So it's a little bit of a, a by Debo, by Ayuk, you know, yeah. and I think Brock Purdy is probably going to miss this week, but I think Brock Purdy has a nice stretch there yeah. too, where you've had, you know, people are starting to get down on Brock Purdy after he had a bad game against Dallas and Cleveland, you know, like or Dallas, Cleveland, and Minnesota, the Minnesota one, he should have dominated. You know what I mean? Actually he did well against Dallas. I take that back, but the, the Minnesota one, he should have dominated. I think Purdy's a nice buy low. Debo's a, a decent buy low as well. Yeah. Keep trade cut for you. Dynasty. This is a, this is going to be a very polarizing one because this is, three players that have just been absolute busts and I don't care what anybody else says. Yes, they've been busts. Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. Oh, I hate you. I, I hate you. That's so bad. Like this. Oh, and would you rather Josh Downs over the yes, rest? Yes. 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 I want Josh Downs. Over, I want Rashi Rice and Josh Downs over all three of them. Uh, give me, oh, geez. Um, I'm cutting Traylon Burks is no, I'm cutting Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson. And then I'm going to like, I'm going to, can I do that? Can I, do, yeah. do I not have to trade any of them? Cause none I'm not of them force you to keep those bums. <laughs> and then I'm not going to keep Jamison Williams either. I'm going to trade him as well. Uh, I think Jamison Williams at least has touchdown upside. <laughs> yes. Yes. The other two, it's just Jahan Dotson's dropping passes. It just has not been there. Yeah. And I know a lot of, a lot of analysts were huge on him. I, you and I have not been there ever, but I mean, if you have him, I'd sell for any second right now. Like I, that's just where I'm at. Like, I feel like he's a replaceable level wide receiver. I hate it. I hate saying it, but I think that's where we're at. All right. Ready? Keep trade cut. Marvin Mims, Rashi Rice, Tank Dell. Ooh, that's, you know, that's a good one. So I am going to. Dynasty, of course. Rashi Rice, Tank Dell, and Marvin Mims. So I think Rashi Rice has the most value right now. I would trade him. I would keep Marvin Mims. And I would cut – no, I would – oh, man, that's so hard. Because I think Marvin Mims has the highest upside out of all of them in my in my mind. It's just yep. I don't think they're using him properly. So, like, I want to keep him – and then I guess I would I guess I would cut Tank Dell, even though I love them. Um, these guys are rebuilding masterpieces. Like you go out yeah. there and you get you give. So this is a time of year, Snoog, where it's like somebody wants to give up a first for, you know, let's say I don't let's come up with that for Devontae Adams. I'm saying you give me Tank Dell, you give me Rashi Rice, you give me Marvin Mims on top. And next year that first is worth Adams on the nose, and you got one of these three for free. And that's kind of how I look at those guys. That was an excellent one. I love that. That was just like right on yeah. the right on the nose. I think uh, Burks falls into that category too, honestly, because Burks is a talented player. Like he shows that talent. Mm-hmm. There, he's just like in the worst situation you could possibly ever be in. So first round receiver, great prospect. Traylon Burks is another guy. If you're rebuilding, just go trade for him. You could probably literally get him for like a 25 second at this point. It's worth the risk. Like, just take the shot on him, stash him on the bench. He's like one of those guys that could be like the next Rashad Bateman 
or he could end up being that third year, fourth year breakout wide out and you look super smart and he helps win you your league. So it's another guy that I would add to there. And then last keep trade cut for you, dad, Drake London, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. See, this is where you're looking at the fact that Drake, somebody asked me today if I'd rather have Addison or Drake London. And I'm looking at things. I do think Drake London is more talented than Jordan Addison. Yep. And he's 22 years old. So that for me is like, we don't know who his quarterback's going to be, but we also don't know who Addison's quarterback's going to be next year. So, I mean, yeah. if Zay Flowers, I think, is the safest out of them because we know it's going to be Lamar Jackson. Right now on Dynasty Trade Calculator, they have Addison as the wide receiver 11, Zay as wide receiver 13, and Drake London as wide receiver 20. And I think that's way too much of a gap in between the three. So, I mean, I would I would keep London because he's not appropriately priced. I would trade the other two. I can't say I'm going to cut yeah. one. I, you know, like it just, I, I guess so I would, good. I guess in, in this particular scenario, it's just. Devontae Smith and Drake London. All right. Go I'm not, I only have one rebuild, maybe going to be two. Drake London, Devontae Smith are like my two biggest buys in mm-hmm. dynasty for rebuilding because like, I literally think Drake London is so talented and I truly believe that the Falcons are going to get a quarterback within the next two years. Tyler Murray. Drake, like you said, dad, he's 22 years old. Like this is a guy that's going to be 24 going into like his fourth, fifth year. Like yeah. by that talent, he's going to have such a long, he was the eighth overall pick. He's so talented. He's versatile. He separates great. He can do everything good. He's making Desmond Ritter look good. Falcons are middle of the pack in total passing yards through the first seven weeks. Like Drake London, is going to have those big weeks, which he has been lately. Command and targets, making elite plays, mossing people. That's the type of player he is. He gives me a Mike Evans type. Like He's going to be that guy that's like fringe 1,000 yards every year mm-hmm. and will score like seven to eight touchdowns and be like a top 20 guy. Like that I was think my, he's going to be like that. that. And once he gets that quarterback, he's going to be a top 10 guy. So Drake London's a big, big snoog by. There we go. Hashtag – Snoog approved buys. I like it. Those those have been guys you we've been on all off season. This this was a fun episode. I think you know the biggest thing to take away from here is like every single move you make at the wide receiver position is dependent on what your direction is. You know, like if you're trying to do those ways, if you're trying to win now, you want those Tyree kills and Stefan Diggs and Keenan Allen's and yeah. Cooper Cups. And I'm not afraid to pay for them once you get past week ten. Once I get past week ten it's time to barrel down and dominate my opponents and see where I'm at. You know, if you're on the other side, it's time to start buying, you know, CeeDee Lamb, buy Chris Olave, buy Jalen Waddle, buy Devontae Smith, buy, you know, Drake London, Josh Downs. And I I think now is the biggest thing we do at Smash Except is really top three, bottom three. Like, you know your situation. You know what you're trying to do. Snoog and I do this every week is we're like, all right, if I'm rebuilding, I'm looking today and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this guy – Nico Collins for a first, and then I'm going to ask for him to throw back, you know, a wide receiver that I like, like a Marvin Mims or something like that. You know, like I'm trying to make those kind of moves, do it all the time. I know that's what we do. That's what we're advocating you do. So thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process. Under an hour, like always. Boom.